Let's just say it. He picked the wrong hat. I like the hat. <laughs> Welcome back to Team Cockroach, a podcast about The Good Place, a weekly comedy on NBC. This week, we're recapping and discussing the season two, episode 11, titled The Burrito. Joining me are my usual co-conspirators, Rachel Adelman. Hello. Hi, everyone. Sarah Gardner. Hi there. Hi. And Javier Matusevich. Greetings. Hello. <laughs> I am, as always, Andrew Pontius. So today's recap will be provided by Sarah. So take it away, Sarah. Thank you. Our friends are rather unceremoniously spat out of a portal into the judges' chambers. Jason immediately wants to go back in, <laughs> while Chidi can't stop saying the word barf. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor explains that Michael sacrificed himself and that Janet isn't coming. The four approach the bench to find a burrito. Is it the judge? Or judges serious people with long black nightgowns and powdered wigs? <laughs> Turns out they're Maya Rudolph. That's who that is. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't yeah. remembered the name of the, the actress. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After all that <laughs> speculation that we had of who the judge might be, she, she did not come up in my, in my thought process. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I find it surprising that that's the person that Darcy Carden wanted to work with the most, because that was the quote um, Jamila gave in an interview, was that whoever it was was somebody that Darcy said was the actor she wanted to work with the most she was really cute she pulled cute off really well <laughs> so the judge speculates that chidi may be the worst of the bunch then places them in their earth clothes which you know you forget how terrible eleanor's earth clothes were <laughs> and explains the judging process they automatically failed she absorbed the entirety of their experiences they don't have an advocate and while the group is cute they didn't make it but when they plead lightly, she agrees to hear them. She says they'll each be tested separately, and if one of them fails, they all go to the bad place. As it was their idea, she wishes she could send them to the bad idea place. <laughs> Jason has to play Madden against his beloved Jaguars as the most hated Titans. Tahani has to pass a hall of rooms filled with people judging her. Eleanor has to turn down her own happiness for others, and Chidi has to choose a hat. <laughs> I hope, I hope that that's as easy as it gets. You know, if there is some sort of judgment for me, I hope it's choosing between two hats. <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, Michael is tortured too. After vouching for his friends, he's left with a pile of New Yorker magazines and nothing but time and the lingering stench of bad Janet. <laughs> Who is actually good, Janet? <laughs> was that the first twist or was that kind of the second twist that we got? There were a couple of twists in the episode, right? And so one of them was that bad, the, the bad Janet that we were seeing all along with Sean was actually good Janet having gotten really good at playing bad Janet. That was cute. Yeah, she looked like she was having fun. <laughs> <laughs> she incapacitates Sean and they hatch a plan to meet up with the gang. As final judgment rolls out, again, the group has failed. Legitimately this time. Michael and Janet arrive, and the episode closes for the week. I was very happy this one was really funny. Back to character-driven, not a whole ton of plot being thrown at us, just just funny. Well, what was the, the other big uh, twist was that Eleanor's test was actually a fake. Her test was originally her and Chidi were supposed to, had already succeeded, and so their only choice was whether to go to the good place 
on their own and forsake their friends or not forsake their friends, but that that itself was a test for them because, of course, Chidi wasn't actually there. Chidi was off trying to choose his hat. But I was actually kind of curious because the judge in the end says they all failed. And I have quibbles about at least two of those, right? Maybe even three. Eleanor didn't fail. The judge was going to say she passed and Eleanor said she failed because she didn't, I think she didn't want everybody else to feel bad that they were sending her to the good place. Because the judge was like, well, actually, Eleanor, I failed. And then she told him a fake story about being tempted by shrimp at the raw bar and pushing an old Hmm. lady down the stairs. (laughs) So yeah, Eleanor passed. Tahani was also said to fail because instead of going straight through to the door, she stopped in and went and talked with her parents, right? Yes. If I remember from the instructions that the judge gives to Tahani, she doesn't say don't go in any of the rooms. She just says you have to reach the door at the end. You can't stop forever in any of those places. You have to reach that door. So I think it could be argued that her going in and spending a few minutes with her parents especially when she like comes to peace with them and that in itself is kind of a good thing for her to do for herself and for her parents, that she wasn't actually failing the test by doing that, that she, she still made it to the door. And I actually am going to be quite curious if Michael tries to be their advocate in the next episode and he sort of argues, well, you did, you know, you think they failed these tests, but you didn't actually, they didn't actually fail, that that would be one of the ways that he could argue for them by saying, no, you didn't tell Tahani she couldn't go in a room. So, you know, just going in a room wasn't actually failing. Somewhat the way the judge was saying it, they all did better than she expected, but none of the three of them did perfect enough to get into the good place. was kind of how she phrased it with all of them, because, Mm -hmm. you know, Jason actually did beat the Jaguars, but he could have not played the video game. And Chidi did pick, but it took him 80 minutes, and Tahani hmm. did get to her goal. So it wasn't that they entirely failed, but that they didn't do it perfectly was sort of why they failed. Because they all achieved the goal that she put out in front of them. They just didn't do it the way she wanted it. I think you're right, though, that Michael will be their advocate next week. I think that they set that up by even mentioning an advocate, and then the fact that Mm -hmm. he appears at the end of the episode, you know, it sets it up for next week. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be the advocate, but I don't think they'll they'll start getting into legalese about why they had or hadn't broken the rules. So it would be not so nice if our heroes got off on a technicality, you know? (laughs) Well, I'm not sure I would consider that to be a technicality. I mean, what are they actually judging them on? The ability of the judge to judge them on the basis of of just reading their file and knowing everything about them tells you that the tests are really more like an entertainment for her. And maybe she was surprised about Eleanor, but I don't think the rules are really there for them to follow. It's more the whole point is that they don't know what what the test is. In the case of Eleanor, for example, she's supposedly told that she's gone to the good place. Isn't that cheating to not tell her the rules? Right. I think what the judge is trying to do is to to find how they'll behave in a particular situation. And the rules are just a way for, for her to set up the scene. No wonder she's so bored. Because if she has the cases floating down to her in one of those bank tubes, and all she does is absorb it, and then, you know, for 30 years, she's just watching Ken Burns. <laughs> I would be bored too. <laughs> why why uh, have such a quick process when you've got nothing but time? This is entertaining for her. Yeah, even when we get the, the scene at the end with her making the video clip about them 
Oh, yeah. That was great. The little, like, senior trip video that she made. <laughs> yeah. She totally loved it. <laughs> it was just that there were a lot of good little funny moments in this episode, too. Like, it wasn't all jokes, but I enjoyed uh, Eleanor's comment about when they thought the burrito might be the judge. And she was talking about, I've seen weirder <laughs> things than this. And goes and starts talking to the burrito. Hmm. That was pretty good. And while she's talking to Hani, like, bows her head. <laughs> <laughs> As if trying to respect the burrito. Jason's realization of Chidi's name when he talks about cheating off of him. <laughs> You're Chidi. I liked when when Jason realizes that it's a test after he's already been told it's a test. Unless this is the test. Yeah, I told you that clearly at the beginning of all this. <laughs> well, and then we get another example of Jason sort of not quite understanding what's going on by saying, well, We'll, we'll get a good night's sleep and then we'll just start it over again tomorrow. Yeah. And no, that's not how it works. What did you guys think of the fake Cheaty? Did you realize it wasn't Cheaty before Eleanor did? I thought for sure there were clues. Something was wrong. Like when he smiled at Eleanor and she smiled back before they were like <laughs> getting ready for the test. I thought, well, he's being awfully nice. When he did have that long explanation of, you know, morally, we, you know, we're in the clear. It's like, Chidi would never say that. <laughs> I honestly did not pick it up the first time I watched the episode. And then the second time I watched it, I'm like, how did I not notice that wasn't <laughs> Chidi? For most of the episode, I thought the test was for, for Chidi to choose to go to the good place and stop hammering himself about the moral qualms, which sort of kind of ended up being, but not in that way. And for Eleanor to choose to go to the bad place because she has to accept she's done some, some stuff. Yeah, I I think they they all get the much improved place, but who knows if that is actually the good place. <laughs> Which room that Tahani had to walk by would have tempted you the most? There were some pretty good ones on there. Well, can you remember which which there were? There was, let's see, uh butlers and nannies, your childhood friends, bikini waxers and trimmers, Prince William, Prince <laughs> Harry and Prince. I love that one. Fergie, the Duchess of York, and the music artist Fergie in the same room. The I can't I can't pronounce her name. Um, was Stephen Hawking? Janae Wallace. And, yes, yeah. Her they were in a room, and then Tahani's parents, and then apparently we didn't see it, but Winston Churchill and Freddie Mercury. That one I picked. That one. <laughs> oh, we also learned this episode that Tahani's godfather was Paul McCartney. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly <laughs> yes allegedly the writers had to have fun coming up with those rooms tahani was right when she sat with her parents and said even even here you're in the room that you're supposed to talk about me you're talking about my mm -hmm. sister yeah i really thought she she came through in that room i mean she you know she she kind of listened to them for a while and she kind of dealt with it but in the end she's like no i'm gonna i'm gonna make peace with all this i thought it, that was kind of Again, showing how far she'd come in her life. She grew in that room, but too late. Well, yeah. And I guess, you know, I guess it's always too late in, in the bad place. The whole point of the test was to see if she already overcame her relationship with her parents. And she entered the room, so okay. she solved the situation there, but she entered the room too late. If she were to be tested again, though, she'd be fine, I think. One of the things that... At, uh, I saw with Janet when she was at the end there, when she was kind of showing that she was she was the good good Janet, 
you know, they had that little, little fun bit where she says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to change back to the, to the good Janet now. But then she goes ahead and kicks Sean again anyway. <laughs> and then I think she does it twice, right? Yes. And so I wonder if she's kind of learned, learned badness and is going to have a tough time weaning herself back off of it to become good Janet again. I definitely did not see that twist coming. She was much better at being bad Janet this week. <laughs> definitely. She told herself she had to learn it, so she did. I wonder if there was actually a Janet in the good Janet marble that they showed uh, Michael. Maybe that was the bad Janet. Well, you might think so, but the the picture of her seemed to be a good Janet face. Yeah. Did she have to marbleize another good Janet just to do this? Maybe she could make a fake marble. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. She can do pretty much anything. But that would be fun, though. That would be interesting because she said she had to do a lot of terrible things. Maybe one of those things was to get that marble. Do we know anything about marbleization? Like, can you unmarbleize someone? We don't. Yeah. I don't remember. It feels like maybe that would be part of a solution to some problem to sort of make another Janet appear. They mentioned it at some point before they marbleized the bad Janet in the party episode, but I don't remember what they said about being marbleized. Was anybody else surprised that they didn't just retire Michael like they said they were going to do? They took him to just a room. <laughs> yes and no. I was kind of surprised they didn't, but Sean's reasoning makes so much sense because, uh, like, Sean always seems to want to save face with everybody else and come off as perfect, and so he doesn't want anyone to know that Michael failed, and if they retire him, everyone will know. Yeah. Right, and by the same token, now that Michael has escaped... Sean can just tell everyone and just cover it up further. So Michael's kind of in the clear now, I think. So is next week the final episode for this season? Yes. So we talked last episode with me saying, at least on air, that I wasn't going to look at the name. And then, of course, admitting later on that I was going to look at the name. So we have a look at the name. <laughs> we can, I think we can go ahead and say it now. It's, um, and of course, now I've forgotten it. What is it? Somewhere else. Somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, as we discussed last time around... It can mean a whole bunch of different things. And given that they're at least going to be in the judges' chamber for a little while for next episode, dealing with the fact that they got the judgment against them, I, I still don't really know what it means. And we kind of ducked last time around. We didn't know what it meant. Maybe they will be s sentenced to some other completely different place if it exists. I wonder if somehow they'll have to be like sent back to being alive on Earth. Because that would be super interesting. But the, somehow their paths crossing, but they come back as these changed people. I like the idea of that. I'm not sure I want a whole season of that, but I like it. What well, does seem like they're, you know, the seasons do have a, a fairly unifying theme, and they've generally had sort of a, a one, a, a single place that the people are, or a single situation that they're in for most of it. So it would seem if we've got a whole other season of what another thirteen episodes, there will need to be another conundrum, another another issue that will keep them in again some place and some time for you know a decent part of that season. And we might not see it at first, but it can't just be. Well, it could be, I mean, it could be anything, but from the pattern that we've seen, it's, it's likely that we're going to get them into another sort of situation that will take them a while to get to get out of it or to, to figure out what to do about it. And again, I, I can't figure out exactly what that's going to be. I doubt it's going to be in the judges' chambers for all of next year. No. And I don't think it's going to be in the bad place for all the reasons we've talked about. Maybe it'll be wherever she got the burrito from, like the intergalactic Chipotle or whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> she can have hot sauce delivered to her. So somewhere there, you know, there's a way for her to get food. <laughs> Maybe that's their way out. Not hot sauce. Envy, envy. or the concept of envy. <laughs> it looks a lot like Cholula. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really funny detail that they, that they kind of threw in there. Yeah, I don't know if it'll. I don't know if it'll mean anything. Mm. Yeah, it's very particular. One thing interesting I discovered that I don't think we'd been told this on the show, but there was an interview with the costume designer of the Good Place on GQ's website this week, and she mentioned that all of our four characters died on the same day, which I find interesting. Huh. And I don't know, did we know that? I don't remember fi like finding that out. It kind of makes sense that maybe you would wind up in the neighborhood because you all died on the same day. But that's sort of an interesting little tidbit there. Hmm. If I knew that, I forgot it. <laughs> I feel like we knew that, but I don't think they said anything, so maybe we just guessed it. Yeah, I mean, I knew that they were from the same time period, but I don't yes. know that they knew that they died the same day. Hmm. So next week sets up next season, what we have in store. You know, certainly, again, there's got to be something something in the judges' chambers because they've got to escape that somehow. And then they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, it's, I have no idea. You know, you would kind of hope that, well, at kind of the same point last season, we didn't necessarily know about the twist. If, if you had been watching it all along and hadn't been spoiled by anybody. Another thing that could happen is there could be another twist, like there was in the first season that kind of changes everything around. That sort of an idea that there could be a twist makes me kind of examine all of the details of it to see whether there could be something that we're missing. Like, like that judge, I mean, she was pretty scatterbrained, right? Like, is she really a real judge or is she another test for them? somehow that then also involves a judge character yeah didn't michael say like oh yeah no the judge does not hear cases like and even if you do you don't win and all that stuff made it sound really hard-nosed she didn't come off that way well but they didn't win didn't that's they? true <laughs> and she wasn't going to hear their case they had to convince her to even hear their case yeah they did say please <laughs> Tahani with her with her British accent, aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> That's what did it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fun if you know on the run they run into four other people in the exact opposite position. You know, escaping from the bad place or something, uh, or leaving from the good place, and then we get a whole new cast of people that we have to deal with. One of the really interesting issues for me is is what Michael brought up when he was talking with Sean was this idea that the you know these people can still learn, they can still grow, even though they were initially judged as being people who should be in the bad place. And that is something that we've been dealing with kind of all season and even maybe last season is this idea that it is kind of unfair to judge people at one point in their lives, of course, at the end of their lives. But if, if their being still exists such that they can still grow, should they be judged at that one point and then punished forever for it? Well, that does seem pretty unfair. And yet that's how the afterlife is supposed to work. That's how, you know, the quote unquote good place is supposed to work. It, it's kind of a, you know, it's been played off for laughs. It's been played off as just being the circumstances they're in, the, the challenge that they're in, the, the conflict of the story. But it is, it is unfair. And I, I'm kind of curious if they're going to try to do anything with that, especially since it's been specifically brought up now by Michael. Yeah, when they had that discussion, I got a feeling that maybe the show is going to some kind of purgatory or reformatory place where they're going to be trained to be good so they can ascend. And they meet a bunch of angels that are basically cheaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Angels who still have to earn their wings. <laughs> 
and pick a hat. <laughs> he picked the wrong hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Like if I were if I were told, well, here's a test, which is like whether you get in the good place or not. I would take some time to pick a hat. Then I would want to make sure I pick the right hat. <laughs> Maybe not over an hour, but I would I would take you know a couple of minutes at least. Hmm. Also, could he try on the hats at first? It seemed like he had to. Once he picked it up, he had sort of chosen it. But oh, well, that's probably the kind of detail that Chidi would focus too much on. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it was very transparent that the whole point of the test was to see if Chidi could just pick a hat. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sad that he couldn't even... <laughs> yeah, that is Chidi's biggest flaw. He can't make decisions. Any other funny bits that we missed? I always like when they, they bring football into it. <laughs> Especially with the Super Bowl coming up and the Jaguars almost making it. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, oh, it was funny. The, uh, the medallions the judge gives to Eleanor and Chidi are actually coasters. <laughs> coasters for her soda. <laughs> Very tactile related judge, right? She, she's eating, she's drinking. She's hungry. She's not <laughs> just eating. <laughs> Could be. Well, she, she says... She says she was hungry and hadn't yep. eaten the burrito. Okay. Although I think it was funny because I was thinking about that bit and I think that was her kind of bit to give them time to, or to give Eleanor time to sort of think about how to make her choice, right? Like that was her way of saying, I'm going to go over here and do something else so you can be alone to make the choice. But it was still kind of interesting. Humanizing. Humanizing, yeah. yeah. But it was just sort of interesting, like, you know, the, the name, the burrito, like we were all kind of curious what that was going to yeah. mean for the episode. And it didn't really mean that much, right? Except for the one joke mm -hmm. at the beginning. But it did kind of come up twice in, in the episode. It was a burrito. <laughs> it was indeed a burrito. The burrito was a burrito. Well, it was a burrito, but it, if, if the hot sauce was envy, then what was the actual burrito? Was the burrito just a regular burrito? Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. All right. So we are going to be going over the last episode next week and see all these things that we speculated out about for all this time. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. So thanks, Xavier. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here, Rachel. Thanks, everyone. And Sarah, thanks for giving the recap. Oh, thank you. And we will see you all next time.